The Jell-O Program, coming to you from Hollywood, California, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with Encino Madness. Just as it's fun to close the year with a happy celebration, so it's always pleasant to finish each meal with a grand flourish by serving rich, shimmering Jell-O. Jell-O's gay colors and refreshing flavor top off a dinner in perfect style. So during the next year, friends, plan to serve Jell-O even oftener than you do now. Get several packages of Jell-O tomorrow, choosing any of Jell-O's six delicious flavors, strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Incidentally, strawberry and raspberry Jell-O both taste better than ever. They have a new, improved flavor obtained by using a natural flavor base artificially enhanced. And this gives them a rare goodness rivaled only by the juicy, ripe fruit itself. A unique flavor so distinctive that it cannot be duplicated in any other way. Start now to enjoy a treat without equal, America's favorite gelatin dessert, Jell-O. played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, our program last Sunday came to you from New York City. Immediately after the broadcast, the entire Jell-O gang left for Hollywood, and Christmas found us aboard a Union Pacific train passing through Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. <laughs> so before starting our program this evening, we would like to turn back the clock to last Wednesday night and show you how we celebrated Christmas Eve under these unusual circumstances. Yes, dances. <laughs> dances. About 7 p.m., Jack went into the observation car with Rochester to decorate a huge Christmas tree which he had purchased in Chicago. And even though we were on the train, Jack was determined to give us a Jingle bells, jingle bells, gee, they are terrific. Imagine spending Christmas on the good old Union Pacific. Rochester. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Rochester, bell. will you stop that singing and hold the ladder steady? The way this train is swinging, I can hardly keep my balance. Okay, I got it. Now, let's see. Darn it, I wish I'd thought of buying some ornaments. Uh, Rochester, hand me those oranges and bananas there. I'll hang them up. Should I peel them? No. I just want to add a little color to the tree. I ought to have something on the top here. Rochester, where's that ham sandwich I cut into a star? I got hungry and ate three points off it. Mm, look at it. Now tear up some more timetables and sprinkle them on the lower branches down there. The conductor said we should stop tearing them up. Well, we got to have snow, don't we? But the conductor I don't said... care what the conductor says. I'm running this tree. He's pretty mad at you anyway, boys. He found out that Dennis Day is over 12. <laughs> The heck with the conductor. He found out I wasn't a porter, too. 
Nobody told you to say that. Now, let's see. Uh, this side isn't right yet. I think I ought to hang some kind of an ornament up here. Uh, Rochester, lend me your wristwatch. Here you are, boss. Thanks. Hey, wait a minute. This is my wristwatch. How come you were wearing it? I gave it to me for Christmas. <laughs> oh, you gave you my watch. Yeah, you want to put a card on it? <laughs> I'm keeping it. Now, let's see. I think I'll hang it over here. A little to the right, boss. No, 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 it looks good here. Then I'd move it a little to the left. No, no, I like to watch right where it is. Then I'd move one of those three oranges that looks like a pawn shop. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Now, if I can only... Oh, hello, Mary. My goodness, are you still on that ladder? Well, I got to get this finished before the party tonight. By the way, did you speak to the brakeman like I told you to? Yeah. What did he say? He said, Christmas tree or no Christmas tree, you can't have his red lantern. <laughs> That's fine cooperation. Can't even have any lights on this tree. Rochester scratched the brakeman for my Christmas list. Okay. And the engineer thought I was crazy when I asked him for the bell off the engine. Oh, he did. All right, there goes the engineer's present. I'll scratch his name off. Scratch the fireman, too. He said you can roast your own chestnuts. <laughs> Darnest thing I ever heard of. Well, gee whiz, you don't expect him to turn the whole train upside down just because you bought a Christmas tree. Mary, I'm just trying to make the trip a little more enjoyable, that's all. Rochester, how does the tree look from down there? It ain't believable. Well, you're supposed to use your imagination. Now, the timetables I tore up represent snow. Uh-huh. And those oranges are supposed to be beautiful glass ornaments. Uh-huh. And the bananas are long, silvery icicles shimmering through the branches. Doggone, how can anyone get that high just on a ladder? <laughs> well, well, I didn't expect you to understand it. Say, Mary. Mary, where's the rest of the gang? Have you seen Phil? Yeah, he's in the club car trying to make a date with a girl. He even promised her a screen test. That's just like Phil. Then he gets on a train, he tries to date up a girl. Where's Dennis? He's the girl. Phil's plastered. <laughs> oh, no, he isn't. I saw him an hour ago, and he was all right. Mary, let me have one of your earrings. I want to put something shiny on the end of this branch. Oh, hang up your gold tooth and let me alone. <laughs> Mary, I'm trying to get this finished. Now, please help me, will you? Okay. Say, Jack, here comes that kid that got on at Omaha. Oh, yeah, the pest. You ought to be in bed. Hey, sweetheart, what are you doing up that ladder? What do you think I'm doing? I'm decorating a Christmas tree. What, bananas? You're nuts! <laughs> Those bananas are long icicles. Now, go away. Donna, I wish I'd bought some tinsel. That's just what I need here. Hey, sweetheart, are you Santa Claus? Maybe I can get some tinfoil. That'll help. Hey, are you Santa Claus? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm Santa Claus. Now, beat it, will you? Well, where's your red underwear? My red underwear. He got it on, believe me. <laughs> yes, I'm going to keep it on when we get to California. Mary, hand me that lampshade. I'll hang it up here over the ham sandwich. Boy, what a screwball. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't dare say that if we were alone. <laughs> now, run along, will you? Run along. Your mother wants you. My mother hates me. <laughs> I don't blame her. Now, get going. Scram. Well, I'll be darned. Even kids notice them. 
I hope he stays away. Oh, Jack, you ought to be ashamed of yourself picking a fight with a ten-year-old kid. Uh, he started it. He called me a screwball. Well, if the screw fits, put it on. Plug that brat if he comes in here again. Oh, hello, Phil. Hiya, Jackson. Well, for goodness sake, what's that? It's a Christmas tree, Phil. That's the best I can do on this train. Holy smoke, are we on a train? Oh, fine. Of course we're on a train. Well, I better tell my guitar player he just went out to play golf. <laughs> oh. Well, he better have his niblick with him. He's going to have a little trouble getting over the Rockies. <laughs> hmm. Here comes my friend, the conductor. Mr. Benny, three people in the next car want to go to bed, and they've all got up a berth. How much longer are you going to use that ladder? Tell them to keep their shirts on. I'll be through in a minute. They got their shirts off, and they want to go to bed. I can't help it. I've got a job to do here. These icicles don't hang right. Icicles, smicicles. Give me that ladder. <laughs> Let go of that. Let... Whoop! Whoop! We're going around a curve, boys! Whoop! Lock this whole that ladder! What? You're all covered with schmicicles. Yeah, look at me. Now, conductor, this is all your fault. If I told you once, I told you five times. I'd be through with this ladder in a minute. And now this thing. We've got to do this thing all over. That, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what happened Christmas Eve on the train. That's right, Don, but we still had a lot of fun. Oh, we sure did. And now, getting back to our program, Dennis Day will sing that popular Spanish ballad, Perpedia. Take it, Dennis. <laughs> For I have found you love of my life In some of the lovers are Your eyes are echoing perfidia Forgetful of our promise of love You're sharing another charm With a sad lament my dreams have faded Like a broken melody and the gods of love look down and laugh at what romantic fools we mortals see. And now I know my love was not for you. And so I'll take it back with a sigh. Her pity I mean goodbye. Keep where the soup and your sob Preguntales you alguna vez Te teclado de adorar Y el mar Respejo de mi corazón Las veces que me ha visto llorar La perfidia de tu amor With a sad lament my dreams have faded Like a broken melody and the gods of love look down and laugh at what romantic fools we mortals see. And now I know my love was not for you. And so I'll take it back with a sigh. Perfidia means goodbye. Oh, 
that, uh, that was Perfidia, sung by Dennis Day. And very good, Dennis. I didn't know you could sing in Spanish. You really did a great job. Gracias, senor. Gracias. That reminds me, Dennis, you haven't mowed my lawn in three weeks. <laughs> it's uh, growing. You know, it's uh, growing pretty high. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Anytime after lunch. <laughs> Uh, say, Don. Yes, Jack. I want to congratulate you on the way you described our Christmas Eve on the train a little while ago, but I wish you would put a happy ending to it. Well, what do you mean? Well, if you remember, I put the tree back up, and then we all sat around, opened our presents, and had a jolly good time. Yes, we did, Jack. And uh, I want to thank you for that lovely pickle fork you gave me and the little woman. Hmm? <laughs> well, I wanted to get you something novel, yet useful. Yet cheap. <laughs> Now, Mary, if you think that a solid silver pickle fork from Tiffany's is cheap, you're just silly. Let me tell you something, Don. Uh, You can hock that fork at any pawn shop in town for $35. Thank you. I will. (laughs) You're welcome, and hmm. Nobody but a big fat announcer would say a thing like that. Oh, Dennis, uh, did you like the uh, present I gave you? Oh, yes. Thanks very much, Mr. Benny. You're welcome. Gee whiz, I can hardly wait till summer. Well, you just have to wait, that's all. What do he give you, kid? A bottle of white shoe polish. <laughs> yes, sir. A fourth bottle of Clancy's Classy Cleanser. <laughs> As enough to last you all summer. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of summer, let me remind you that regardless of season, Jell-O is... Wait a minute, the... Don, wait a minute. You don't have to sneak in a plug tonight. This is the last program of 1940, and your commercial is going to have real production. Okay, Phil, let's have it. Hit it, boys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the last time this year, let me tell you about Jell-O. During the past 12 months, millions of happy housewives have gone to their neighborhood grocer and returned with boxes of tempting and appetizing Jell-O. For they know it's not only economical and easy to make, but comes in those six delicious flavors, strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. I thank you. There you are, Don. There you are. That was all for you. Well, Don, the next time you talk about Jell-O, it'll be 1941. Yep, next Tuesday will be New Year's Eve. Oh, and by the way, Jack, are you planning anything special for that night? I certainly am, Don. It's a big night for me. Jack's going to put on his full-dress suit and go to the midnight show at the Pantages. Not this year, sister. (laughs) I'm going downtown to the Paramount. You see, and they know why. Nah, I didn't even have to say it. Say, Jackson, what? why don't you come out to the Wiltshire Bowl Tuesday night? Balloons, paper hats, confetti, and all that stuff you love. Well, I might do that, Phil. Bring a girl along. No, no, if I come over, I'll be alone. What for? All of Jack's girls have to work on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Not all of them. Gladys Bisco hasn't worked since that steam table fell on her foot. <laughs> Poor kid. How's she getting along, Mr. Benny? Oh, fine. We're suing. <laughs> Say, Phil, I may bring Gladys at that. Uh, I wonder if she's got an evening gown. I've seen that dame, Jackson. Keep her covered. 
Now, wait a minute, Phil. Our ideas of beauty aren't quite the same. You like one type of girl, and I like Gladys's type. Say, hey, that's, that's what makes horse races. She could run on any track in the country. <laughs> Don't be catty. Say, Phil, how about playing a band number before I get sick of Gladys myself? <laughs> what do you say? Okay, I'm back with my own boys this week, and we're going to play in the old Harris Manor. You know, good and loud. Uh, you mean uh, loudly. That's it, loudly. You can even change that a little. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Hold it a minute. Come in. Mr. Benning? Yes? I want to thank you for that lovely toupee you gave me for Christmas. <laughs> Well, well, why? Well, why aren't you wearing it? It's not cold enough. Goodbye. You ought to, you ought to see his head, folks. What a spot for the ice follies. Play, Phil. Played by Phil Harris and his Loudly Orchestra. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, this being the last program of the current year, for the feature attraction of the evening, we are going to present the 1940 version of our annual New Year's fantasy entitled Father Time Rides Again. Now, in this whimsical drama, I will play the part of Old Man 1940. And Mary... Yeah? Uh, you will be Mrs. 1940, my loving, loyal wife. And we have 12 children. January, February, March, April... May, June, and Herman. That's July, and so on. Now, the scene of our play is the home of Mr. and Mrs. 1940, who live in a great big house called The Earth. It is almost... Say, Mr. Benny. Yes, Dennis. You know, I read this play four times, and I still can't understand it. Well, you see, Dennis, this drama is... Uh, uh, explain it to him, Phil. Okay. You see, Dennis, this drama is a sort of an... Uh, allegorical fantasy <laughs> which uh, which symbolizes the old year and the, su 
the, the subsequent tradition. <laughs> Transition. Oh, I get it. Thanks. You're welcome. Listen, Jackson, the next time you give me a line like that, I'm going to punch you right in the nose. <laughs> Well, you know you loved it. <laughs> and now for our play. The scene, a great big house called the Earth. The time, almost midnight of December 31st, when Mr. and Mrs. 1940's lease is about to expire. Curtain. Music. <laughs> oh, Mariah. Mariah. What do you want, Pa? Better hurry up with that packing. Landlord said we got to get out by midnight to make room for the new tenant. The new tenant? Who's he? Oh, some little nudist by the name of 41. He don't know what he's getting into, does he? Nope. Things around here sure been a mess. You said it. But of that, Mariah, we ain't so bad off in this side of the house. We got 48 rooms that's in pretty good condition. Yes, sir. Say, Pa, turn on the moon. I can't see what I'm packing here. Okay. Hey, moon! What do you want, you old fossil? <laughs> I want some light down here and quit winking at my wife. Okay. Say, you want some milk, too? Milk? Yeah, a cow just jumped over me. Boy, that's a Lulu. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Quit gabbing, Pa. We ain't got much time. That's right. There's them shooting stars. They're having a feud again. <laughs> Doggone it, Paul. Even with all our troubles, I kind of hate to leave here. So do I. Yes, sir. During those flies, they're all over the house. Shoo, shoo. Leave them alone, Ma. We need them. Well, five minutes to twelve. We better start rounding up the kids. Wonder what? who that can be. I'll go over and see. I dream of Jeannie with a light brown hair. Boy, am I hep to the jive. <laughs> well, well, look who's here. Who is it, Pa? It's Venus from across the Milky Way. Hello, kid. <laughs> well, what are you doing here? I heard you were leaving tonight, so I thought I'd drop over and say goodbye. Man, mighty sweet of you. Say, Venus, you put on a little weight, didn't you? Yeah, especially around the equator. <laughs> Yet and so I can't tell you from the Big Dipper. <laughs> Well, thanks for dropping in, Venus. Been a pleasure knowing you. Same here. Goodbye, kid. Goodbye. <laughs> well, more. it's almost midnight. So put on that silly hat of yours and let's get going. Okay, Pa. Mm, there's the first stroke of 12. I wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Don't worry. He'll be here. I suppose so. Say, Pa, look out the window. There's a dark cloud. Oh, yes. Are you going to rain, Cloud? No, just stand by. <laughs> Darn that cloud, it's wearing my wristwatch again. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm, time to sleep. But we can't leave until that little rascal gets here. That must be him now. Yep. Come in. Well, hello, young fella. Are you the little New Year? I ain't baby Sandy. <laughs> well, well, my boy, come right in. Well, this is it, young man. 
Tell me, what do you think of your new home? Boy, what a dump. This house could sure stand a lot of fixing up. I know it, son. A lot of things wrong. That Don Mars has been acting up all year. Of course, he hasn't bothered us in this wing so much. Everything's okay from the Hudson Bay window in the attic clear down to the basement. But come over here, son. I want to show you something. See that other wing of the house right across that big swimming pool? Yes, sir. Those rooms are in the gall-derndest condition you ever seen. Holes in the furniture, walls torn down. Tell you, son, it's lucky we got that swimming pool. Yep. Well, gee, who's causing all the trouble over there? Oh, a couple of hoodlums. One of them is getting pretty sick of it, I understand. <laughs> a bulldog's been nipping at him. <laughs> Son, you got a tough job ahead of you. But everything's all right here, eh, mister? Yep, everything's fine. You got the same caretaker that was here for the last eight years. <laughs> you ought to get to know him. What's his name? Just call him Franklin. Nice fella. For heaven's sake, let's get going. Just a second, Ma. Now, there's just one more thing, son. Well, what's that? Well, after I leave, if you see another fella puttering around that looks as old and decrepit as I am, don't throw him out. It ain't another father time. It's just Fred Allen. <laughs> He's been kicking around here for years. Oh, sour puss, eh? <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Come on, Pa. You're talking too much. I am coming, Ma. Round up the kids and we'll be on our way. Well, good luck, son. Watch your step. Thanks, old-timer. You're welcome. Happy New Year, young fella. Happy New Year. time of the year when most of you housewives are getting new 1941 calendars to hang on your kitchen wall, I'd like to tell you about another kind of calendar that you can get, a calendar that you can keep on your kitchen shelf and use every single day of the year. It's the new calendar of dessert, a beautiful recipe book that's really different, a recipe book such as you've never laid eyes on before. The calendar of desserts contains 365 novel and intriguing ideas for desserts. A brand new suggestion for every dinner during the whole year. For example, on page five, there's a dessert made with plump, juicy black cherries and rich red cherry jello that will bring a gleam to every eye every time it's served. And there are 364 other swell ideas in this handy calendar of desserts. So send in right now for your copy. Just mail 10 cents in coin or stamps to Jack Benny, care of General Foods, Battle Creek, Michigan, for this clever year-round calendar of desserts. Send for it today. the 13th program in the current Jello series, and we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank the radio critics, writers, and columnists of America for the honors bestowed upon my program, members of my cast, 
and myself in the recent poll conducted by Radio Daily. I also want to thank our listeners as well as my authors, Bill Morrow and Ed Beloin. We all wish you listeners a very happy new year. Good night, folks.